If you've taken my A Year in Preview workshop or done any kind of content planning with me, you know that I'm very passionate about ensuring that our business supports our lives and not the other way around. And the first step I always have people take when mapping out their year is putting their personal calendar into their plans first. Holidays, vacations, birthdays, anniversaries, time off. All of that goes in first so that there aren't accidental launches during your kid's spring break or something like that. But before we can even start putting things on the calendar, well, we need to know what we're going to put on the calendar. And how do we do that? By starting with our revenue. If you've ever wondered how you're supposed to connect your content with your bottom line, this episode is for you. And yes, it's mid-February as this airs, and you might be thinking, why wasn't this put out in December? But now that the planning frenzy is over and all the excitement of the year is waning, I want us to take some time to check back in, or do it for the first time, with those revenue goals for the year and how we're using them to plan our content now that we have more of a a clear head about what this year is going to hold. So you're listening to episode 147 of the Chasing Simple Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, You aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Are you looking to improve your content without spending a ton of time and mental energy doing so? Whether you're looking for help knowing what to talk about, setting up content systems, or improving your launch strategy, the Chasing Simple Shop has something for you. From a year of content prompts broken up by type of content to my launch strategy mini course, which will teach you my entire strategy for launching your upcoming online course, the Chasing Simple Shop is the quick and simple way to take your content to the next level. And you can get 10% off any item just for being a listener of the Chasing Simple podcast by using the code listener at checkout. Just head to amandawarfield.com slash shop. And again, that code for 10% off is listener. Yes, we are talking all about revenue today and in particular, how we can make sure our content aligns with our goals so that we can increase that bottom line. And if you are feeling the ick or you're feeling cringy about whatever is going through your mind, maybe you're feeling like it's greedy to want to bring in more revenue. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what's going through your mind right now, but if you're having those thoughts, 
I would really encourage you to sit in that and think about that for a little bit. Why are you feeling those thoughts? Because I know that I've been there. I know that I used to feel so shameful around this idea of setting a revenue goal, around wanting to make more money. And I really had to come to terms with the fact that I'm running a business. Yes, I want to impact people. And that's what I would hide behind, right? I would hide behind the, well, I just want to impact people and better their lives and help them with their business. And I do. I wouldn't do all of the work of entrepreneurship, which is not easy in any capacity. I wouldn't do all of that if I didn't want to impact people and help people build their revenue as well, right? I wouldn't share all of these quote unquote secrets and all this information I know and help you map out your revenue projections for this year if I didn't really want to see you increase your bottom line. And I had to come to terms with the fact that while that's true, a business needs revenue is also true. A business is not a business without revenue. And the more revenue I make, the more I support my family, the more I support my community at large, the more I can support people and outsource to other business owners for their zone of geniuses, which they will then in turn support their families and their communities and be able to outsource to other business owners. And it's a ripple effect, right? So if you're feeling that shame, that ick, that cringe, I just want to encourage you that we've probably all been there and felt those things, but your business needs revenue in order to be a business. Okay. And when it comes to your content, well, your content's purpose is to amplify your business to get your business out there in front of more eyes so that you can bring in that revenue. And if you want to ensure that your content is aligned with your goals, you've got to start by digging into the revenue numbers. So like I said in the introduction, I'm going to run you through some of the questions that are inside of the Chase and Simple content planner that are in the yearly planning section to help you do your revenue planning and your revenue mapping. So there's a two-part series that we're going to do right here. You probably are going to want to have pen, paper, whatever. So first thing, revenue planning. You're going to ask yourself, what was your revenue last year? Write that number down. Then you're going to write down how much each stream of revenue that you have brought in. So if you brought in 40,000 and you have one-to-one clients and you have a course, how much did each of those bring in? Then if you have the data, you're going to really want to dive into how that came to be. So for example, your one-to-one clients, let's say of that 40,000, you brought in 30,000 with one-to-one clients. And on average, the clients brought in X amount. Maybe you have different packages. Maybe, you know, you raise prices, but on average, what did they bring in last year individually? So let's say you had 10 clients, 30,000, 3,000. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So each client brought in roughly $3,000. You had 10 clients over the year. You brought in 3,000. Okay. So you had 10 clients. Well, how did you get those 10 clients? What number of inquiries did you have throughout the year? If you had a 50% close rate and you had 20 inquiries, okay, well, 20, 50% gives you 10. You know your close rate, you know how many you needed. You can take that number and go, okay, so next year, if I want to make 50,000 on my clients and no, that math's not going to be good. Let's say 60,000. I'm trying to do this in my head. 60,000 on clients and they're going to bring in roughly 3,000 each. Okay. So I need to bring in 20 clients next year. If I know I have a 50% average close rate, that means I need to focus on getting 40 inquiries throughout the year. 
Do you see how I worked myself backwards through with those numbers? You're going to want to figure that out for this year so you know exactly how many clients you need to hit your revenue goal, so that you know exactly how many inquiries you need, and so that you can focus on bringing in the inquiries and not just sit there and go, why aren't the clients coming in? So if you can dive into the numbers, great. If you're listening to this and you are feeling overwhelmed because maybe your business didn't bring in much this year and you just you don't have that data at all, or maybe you did bring in money, but you just didn't think to mark down that information. Well, now you know, moving forward, what kind of information you need to be looking for and what kind of KPIs to be tracking for yourself, right? But if you just didn't bring in the money and that's why you're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to ask yourself a few different questions, similar questions. What did bring in money this year? Even if it was only $100, what brought in money this year? How much did it bring in? And how did you get those sales? Did they come from word of mouth? Did they come from Google Analytics? Did they, or like people finding your website from Google search, I guess I should say. Did they come from Instagram? Where did they come from? And what you're going to do is you're going to plan for more of the same next year. And you're going to build from there. It's not a neat formula like the other example, and it is messy, but messy is completely normal in these early years. Okay, so don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel lost. Just what worked this year, keep doing that. Get rid of the other stuff that didn't work and keep doing what did work. Even if you only made $100, you still made $100. You still made some sales. So then next part of revenue planning, you're going to write down what your yearly goals are. Go ahead and write down all of your yearly goals, but in particular, what is that revenue goal? And if you have any goals that you've set surrounding how many clients you want or anything like that, write those down too, for sure. The next question you're going to ask yourself is what new offers, services, products do I plan to create? Is there anything new that you're planning to bring to the table this year? Then the final question is for the revenue planning is what projects do I plan to undertake? So are there any back-end things that you plan to do? Are you planning to update anything you already have? What projects do you have on your plate for the new year? Now, all of these are not going to necessarily tie directly into your revenue mapping, but having them in mind as you're doing your revenue mapping is going to be really important, which is why I want you to go ahead and write them down. So now we're going to move into revenue mapping. We've done the planning. You know where your numbers came from. You know where you're going in the new year. Now we're going to map it out. So create a list, maybe on a new piece of paper, create a list of all of your offers that you have, all of your different revenue streams down the page. And I want you to leave some room to the left and to the right. Then you're going to start projecting your revenue for the new year. So to the right, I would write out how many I plan to sell of something or how much I plan to sell per month. So for example, I might write down five at 500 per month beside my one-to-one client space because I only take on five clients a year. But for my shop, it's not as precise because there are multiple products and I'm more worried about the shop's overall bottom line than I, than I am each individual offer. So beside that, I might just write average $500 a month. And if I make more some months, great. If I make less, that's okay because I'm going to make more other months and that's fine. And I base these numbers on the previous year. And then what I'm thinking that my launches and my projects will be, which is where that comes back into play. So 
if I know that I'm going to do less promotion of one stream of revenue, I might project less for it than it made the year before. Or if I plan to put more effort into an office, I'll raise it from the last year. And make no mistake that this is a guessing game. You want to consider what you did before and keep it realistic, but it's also okay to dream here too. I know for a fact that I'm only taking on five ongoing one-on-one clients, but I also have launch VIP days where I help map out an entire launch strategy and marketing plan for clients. And those, I don't know how many are going to come in throughout the year. And that's one where I'm dreaming a little bit because I don't have a set number that I'm taking on and that I know I'm taking on. So that's one where I might say, okay, well, I want 10 next year, or I want five, whatever that may look like. There are some that are a guessing game. So just know that it's okay to dream as long as we're also being realistic in using the, the numbers and the data that we have from last year to do that dreaming so that we're not just pulling it out of thin air. So then once I've written out my projections to the right of each revenue stream, I'm going to put the total projection number for each one to the left of the offer. So the five clients at $500 a month, that's 30,000. So I'm going to write 30,000 to the left. And it really doesn't matter which direction you do this. This is just how I'm doing it and just kind of showcasing that for you. But I'm going to write that number down to the left. And then after I've done that for each revenue stream, I'm going to add them all up and see what that total number is. You're going to compare that number to the revenue goal that you wrote down earlier. Is it on the nose? Is it lower? Is it higher? This is where you start playing around with these numbers. So you've done the initial projections, the initial mapping of how much you want to make per each revenue stream per month, how many clients you want to have, yada, yada, yada. You've done the initial projection, the initial mapping. You've got to compare it to that number. Is it right on the nose of that number? Is it higher? Is it lower? If it's really like a lot lower, well, that might be an indicator that your goal isn't realistic for next year. If it's only slightly lower, you may just need to change where you plan to focus your energy next year. Can you tweak some numbers like trying to fit in more high ticket offer clients or in order to to raise yourself up to the goal number? Or on the other hand, if it's higher than your goal number, you might want to consider raising your goal number. Personally, I like to have my revenue mapping end up higher than the goal I'm trying to hit. That way, I'm still likely to hit my actual goal, even if I don't end up with the projected sales and clients that I mapped out. But that's really a personal preference. You may want it to be right on the nose. You may want, that's kind of up to you. But I like to have it so that when I've mapped out my year, if I hit all those numbers, I end up way beyond my projected goal. If I don't hit it, I will probably still hit my goal. So once you've gotten your numbers tweaked to where you like, you'll know exactly how many clients you need for the year, how many sales you need to make within each revenue stream, and how you expect to hit that big revenue goal. Now you have to decide when you're focusing on each revenue stream throughout the year, and that is going to inform your content plan, making it so that your content is aligned with your goals and actually moving the needle in your business. Like I mentioned in the introduction of this episode, these questions are laid out inside of the Chasing Simple Content Planner, along with many others that are going to help you keep on track with aligning your content to your goals all year long. You can grab your own copy over at amandawarfield.com slash planner. And your action step for this week is that it's never too late to map out your revenue for the year. So even if you feel like you've got a plan in place, Give it a try and see where you might need to make some adjustments in order to hit that revenue goal for this year. This week's book recommendation 
might be totally out of left field for you, but it's Skincare, the new edit by Caroline Herons. And I did not know how to girl. I, I say that all the time. Like, I don't know how to girl. I never learned how to do my makeup. I never learned how to do my hair. I never learned how to take care of my skin. These are all things that I just like never learned. And I really wanted to start taking better care of my skin. I'm in my late 20s. Like, I should have been doing it a long time ago. I live in the South where the sun is just like beating on my face and my skin all the time. And I was determined to figure out what it is that I needed to do. But then the more I researched, the more overwhelmed I got because there's so much information out there and there's so many different products. And I was so confused. And then I got recommended this book and it was life-changing for me. So if you know things about skincare, you may not like it. I don't know. But if you're, if you're where I was and you're just overwhelmed completely by skincare, I cannot recommend this book enough. Like five stars. I will gift it to everyone. It explains all the different things and what they mean. But it also tells you how to create a routine and how to create routines based on your skin type and based on, you know, are you in your teens? Are you in your early 20s? Are you in your late 20s, your mid 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever? It's got different routines in there, no matter what your skin type and your age and all of that is. So highly recommend Skincare, the new edit by Caroline Herons. And until next time, my friend, I hope that you'll go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.